As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, welcome into the latest edition to hear that podcast. Growlin, Paul Daner Jr. of The Athletic here with you. And we're, this is just, we're just totally off our routine right now, as uh, everyone might imagine from whatever dark corner of your room in that you're sitting in and your fetal tuck and the thumb in your mouth right now, uh, we're here. I am, uh, I gotta, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's Saturday morning. It's 8am. Uh, we just went through a day of Joe Burrow's season ending with a ligament. His, His ligament just went pop. It just snapped throwing a football on Thursday night. His season is over. The Bengals is deep on the brink. You heard the walkout after the game. You you know a little bit of that situation. They all talked. Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, Jake Browning all talked yesterday. You're going to hear from a bunch of people today. But here's the thing. I know where you're at. I already mentioned your corner. It's time to come out, everybody. It's time, it's time to step up into the light and understand that uh, – this is football, and this is where we're at. That's football, baby, is what Joe Burrow is is saying right now. I want to get into that. But I thought the perfect way to do this was Josh Sneed. I hope you know Josh Sneed. If you listen to this podcast, you do. Uh, you've been on before, Josh. Touring comedian, Comedy Central, specials, been doing this for decades, is awesome, is going to be in Liberty at the Funny Bone. On Wednesday, Josh, what's up? How are you, bud? Uh, I'm doing good, I think. I'm a little short on sleep. It's 8 a.m., but I wanted to bring uh, some some transparency here. We had planned this a long time ago, a while back. That's right. To drop it in. You know, you're you're going to be in at the, in Liberty, at the Liberty Center in, in it, this next week here before Thanksgiving, yeah, the night thought, before Thanksgiving, that's my yeah, yearly night at your, the fun your yearly night. Cause you don't do Cincinnati enough anymore. Okay. I'm going to get that off my chest. Well, <laughs> no one, no one else is mad. You're fake mad and no one else is actually mad about, but that. I get that. Just, we're just going to do a show right now. So it's cool. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take a private performance, but <laughs> I, I thought, but I thought here's, here's what I'm doing. Bengals fans need needed to needed to hear where this podcast has been good for therapy over the years. And and I feel like I have a good sense for what Bengals fans kind of need. I they need you. 
They, we need the it's, it's strong. Time, it's, it's time to go. And it, it, we need to take the lighter side of this moment because the, the darker side is being exploited. If you need it, it's out there. It's not hard to find right now. Yeah. It's um, look, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people that was in that corner, you know, and and, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean. As an owner of Cincy shirts, like it's. I have double perspective on when stuff like this happens Tough for business right now. Like it's, you know, it's sad as a fan and it's sad as a business owner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's that's, part of this. Yeah. It's a hard reality of it uh, because you, you know, Wednesday after, I mean, if we just go back to Wednesday afternoon, right? Like what everybody's saying, I'm sitting in the radio station with Tony Pike and Austin Elmore. We're doing our picks. I'm the guest Mm -hmm. picker. And I'm wow. going, and I'm going, or this was actually, actually, and you thought, and people said you would never amount to anything, Josh. That's right. You got to be the guest picker with Tony That's right. and Austin. Show you. <laughs> uh, so I, I, no, it's fine. Uh, I, actually, this was Thursday afternoon. So this was hours before, hmm. you know, sitting in there. I used the time to announce, hey, Breaking news, since he shirts, we're going to open our store in Loveland back up. We're we're coming back to Loveland. We're going to try to be open by Christmas. What's my pick? The Bengals are going to find a way to win tonight. Joe Burrow is going to put everybody on his back, and we're going to get this done 12 hours later. You know, Can <laughs> we're, we closing the, the we're, we're closing the Loveland shop. <laughs> we are opening Loveland. We are closing our other two stores. Uh, You know, it's like. The swing of emotion, I think, is probably what's the hardest to handle is is going from one end to the other. But again, like you said, at some point, cooler heads need to prevail. Yeah. Uh, but but for a day there, I was that I was that dog sitting in the room on fire going, it's it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to get a little bit into this, but this this essentially I'm just I'm just thinking about this. 8 a.m. We're recording this eight in the morning on Saturday. Um, the day after it was announced, Joe Burrow's season is over. This might be one of the toughest gigs you've ever had to do. This has got to um, be up. This has got to be up there. Got it. Got, do you no, have any good? Do you have any good wrist ligament bits? I uh, I'm working on it. I'm gonna try yeah. to get them done by by next Wednesday. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, I have to figure out a. A Jake Browning shirt that the whole city is going to go nuts. You for. wait, Jake. The Jake Browning bump is going to have you opening a store in like Mainville or something. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's going to be amazing. Hey, you know what? Like this is a, this is true. In that moment during the game, after what happened happened, I I wish I could give credit to Kirk Herbstreet or Al Michaels. I don't remember which one said it, but they said something that literally calmed me down in the moment for for however much time is when you know when you see jake browning running out there with trying to process what's just happened and 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 what the foreseeable future looks like one of them said this guy played quarterback at the university of washington right like he has been on a stage in front of this many people before so Look, I know it's a different speed. I know he hasn't had the reps and he's got a lot to learn, but there's also something about me that's like, we're so quick to say, like, I've never heard of this guy or, you know, like, what are we going to do? The sky is falling. And you realize, like, 
he's been practicing. He probably knows some degree of the offense and, and with, you know, uh, T Higgins out, like he probably knows at least a couple of the receivers that are on his team during practices. Right. And yeah. you got to think he's used to playing in like hostile environments and just in terms of like opposing crowds, like that many people. So it's, you know, you just kind of hope that maybe his preparation will help him be better than a lot of people think he is just because he's not Joe Burrow. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I said this yesterday because I've I've gotten to know Jake a little bit. I mean, we've done some interviews. He he was very prevalent in the preseason because with Burrow out with the calf, like he just was he was the guy going when he was in the quarterback battle. There wasn't a lot else going on because everyone was just staring at Joe Burrow's calf every day. And so we you know, he people are going to like him. Like if you give him a chance to get them, I don't know if he's going to be a good quarterback at all. Like no one really, no one can say that with any level of confidence. However, he is someone you're going to want to root for. He is the most chill, matter of fact, down to earth, confident dude. People were asking him yesterday, like, Hey, you know, uh, I guess the bye weekend was supposed to be a bye weekend for you guys, but you know, I guess it's going to be extra busy for you. And he's like, no, it's a bye weekend for me. I'm kicking my feet up. He's like, I, I mean, I've been going through it. He's been here for two and a half years. He prepares like he's Joe Burrow every single week. And he was prepared because that's what you have to do. You never know. He has been betting on himself. He's been going to every like in the off season, he's working on stuff with different trainers and different like mechanics people. And he has been cut multiple times and kicked to the curb. And he was told he thought he was going into coaching. He literally got in a car to go drive and be an assistant college coach at one point because he was ready to give up right before the Bengals called him and has earned every bit of it along the way to even be in this spot. This is like why you watch sports is when that guy gets a chance. And if he stinks, okay. Like he's whatever it can happen, but if it's not, this is the story. Like these are the stories yeah. they make movies of. These are the types of personalities and guys that you root for. I'm going to bring you a bunch of Jake Browning audio later to listen. But I mean, I, I just say, I think people can, can, can root for Jake. Um, I, I, and I'll say this and I'll, I'll, we'll get, we'll get on with it. But, um, you know, my whole thing with sports and, you know, maybe I'm getting soft in my old age, but I think it really just is more so having kids that I'm trying to raise to be good fans is that for so many years when the Bengals were bad or these last few years when the Reds were bad, like whether it's sports talk radio or social media or whatever it is, the negativity of people just acting like the worst possible outcome has already happened is something that I don't want my kids to do when they're older or, or now, right. Is to yeah. just, let's just be sad because the Bengals have already lost every game the rest of this year. They might, they absolutely might, but to just assume it and go ahead and be sad about it. Now it's like, there's way more important things in life than for your days to be affected by the outcome of any game or season of a sports team right like for me personally like there's just more important things as big of a fan as I am and as emotional as I get in these moments and even as a business owner that is affected by stuff like this 
at the end of the day, I try to just say, you know what? Let's root for this guy. Let's root for this team. Let's see if something fun comes out of this that we don't anticipate because to just assume it won't and go ahead and be miserable every day because you just, you you feel like you already know what's going to happen. Like, what's the point of being a fan? Because I guarantee if they find out a way to win, people are going to be hopping right back on the bandwagon, you know? Yeah. And at, they're going to act like they didn't leave uh, that game that they should have won against the Texans when Cam Taylor Britt almost had the pick six and they're right back in it. You know, all these people that just got up and left came running back in when he <laughs> picked that pass off. And it's like, guys, like, just hang out, you know, yeah. what are you going to get home 10 minutes sooner if you don't? <laughs> Like, Gotta just, beat the it, traffic. Just enjoy the moment. Like yes. enjoy the experience with other fans. Be there for other fans in mo, mo excuse me, in moments like this, right? Like, like I don't know. I remember how bad it used to be when yes. we would feel this way before the first kickoff of the first game. <laughs> like we're we're lucky right now. You know, yeah. What I mean? There's a lot of the this is the first test for a lot of the new bandwagoners. You know what I mean? Like the ones that the ones that came on with the team showed up at 21. And it's like, no, this is this is the core of this fan base. Like the the reels. This is what it's this is the the level that 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 they operate at. OK, look at Josh Dobb right now. Yeah, yeah. Like look at look at this seat, like not even just his professional career. Look at what he's gone through this season. Yeah. Like how many people like a team that was terrible gave up on him. And then now he's like a savior somewhere else. Like you yes. just don't know who you have until you give them a chance to like show themselves. And Jake has a chance to show himself and I hope he does well. Yeah. I, I, that pass I, to I, Trent Irwin was a dime, man. Yeah. I mean, that was a bullet. He's going to get back there and rip it because that's who he is. And, and that, and he feel like, feels like this guy behind the scenes has been working for a long time to, become a better quarterback and no one's really been able to see it outside of when the games in preseason happen and, and, and in camp, it was often not great, but in the games, like you saw him, he got better every week. He, he just destroyed Trevor Simeon. We were the low bar in that battle, but I mean, he ended up clearly winning the job and looking pretty good by the end of it, good enough by the end of it to make them comfortable. And they were more willing to bet on that rather than bringing in some name that you've heard of who they don't feel like they know is made of the right stuff, but they feel like they've seen Jake be made of the right stuff from day one here. And that's why they wanted him to be the guy. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, I, mean, I guess I get, let's talk about Burrow, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do it. But I mean, but also like I think that there's certain guys that need that nobody believes in me and I'm going to yeah. show them wrong. And he could be one of those guys. I mean, it's happened for Will Levis, right? I mean, like he's yeah, he's been waiting for his chance. He's got it, and he's like, "What am I gonna do? Just I'm gonna Rock. try to my best, and if I change people's minds, then that's great." 
who was Brock Purdy this time last year? And this is not me calling Jake Browning Brock Purdy, but he was Mr. Irrelevant was all he was. And then he came in and was like, I don't know, maybe this Purdy guy's good. And then by the next year, it's like, yeah, they don't can't lose with Brock Purdy. I'm not saying that their Joe Burrow should worry about his job. I'm saying like (laughs) this stuff happens. Yeah. This stuff happens. And those are, and to me, like as a fan of any team, those are the most fun times is when stuff happens out of nowhere that no one saw coming. And that's when the like real fun happens in sports. And, you know, the Bengals were at a time they felt during that four game win streak, almost boringly predictable. Like, okay. They're just going to come out and, and run people and it's great. And that's fun. But sometimes the surprising stuff is where the best moments in fandom kind of for live. sure. That that Monday night game against the Steelers on the season Joe Burrow was injured. Yeah. Um, who was the quarterback that night? Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley. We sold a shirt with Ryan Finley's face on it when sure he did. was smiling under that pile to secure <laughs> the uh, Steelers game on Monday night football. And I remember being in the stands, one of like, it felt like 17 people in the stands that night. Losing our minds because we found joy in this like moment that was nothing more than a moment. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know, stuff like that is what has has ultimately led to this sort of attitude I try to have about any sport that I'm passionate about is to just go, you know what, like, let's just enjoy the the good because you don't know how long it'll be here and you don't know when the next one's going to come. Yeah. And you can't live your life saying, well, this sucks if they don't win the Super Bowl. And and I we had this same conversation on a different level when Marvin Lewis was the coach and we were I was talking about the team and writing about the team for years and fans just were fed up and to the point they couldn't enjoy double digit win seasons yeah. uh because they just were dreading and getting angry about the playoff situation. And like you can't live that way. Like you gotta just enjoy when they you go to a game and they win, enjoy when you listen to this podcast and it's you think it was fun, enjoy whatever it is that you like about sports. Like you gotta enjoy those moments. You can't sit there just getting mad about the fact that okay, look, let's be honest. The Bengals aren't gonna win the Super Bowl this year. I don't I don't think you need me to tell you that. Like that left with the wrist. But you know what? They could be really damn fun and give you a lot of enjoyable experiences. And they might they could even find a way to make the playoffs and and be a fo- the fun story of the playoffs, right? Maybe yeah. that could happen. My son was talking uh I, you know, we were watching the game the other night and um and he was basically, you know, asking about like my life as a Bengals fan. And I told him, I said, I remember, I think it was Marvin Lewis's first year. They went eight and eight. It was like the first year we went 500 and yeah. this city acted like we won the Super Bowl. Like that's <laughs> how bad it used to be that you could even get to 500 and feel like you just won a championship. <laughs> And it's I mean, like when you just remember how bad it was. People talk like, about people talk about the the Chad Johnson prediction game against Kansas City like like it was the Super Bowl and the greatest moment in their sports fandom. The Bengals were four and five entering that game. Okay. Like <laughs> they were not they were not out here, you know, world beating. The Chiefs were nine and oh uh that right. day. All right. And and it was like people still talk about it 
you know, like the the day they saw God. I mean, the Bengals the day we moved beat Brady to 500. in the rain. <laughs> yes, it's no like, question. We want we beat Tom Brady, and and that's you know, and I look to the rest of the season, and I just go, you know what? It would still feel awesome to beat the Steelers twice. I think that the Ravens losing Mark Andrews really changes their dynamic. The Browns losing Deshaun Watson really changes their dynamic. I think the Colts are a beatable team. You know, I don't know. There's uh, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been playing great. Now that's a road game, but I don't know, man. I'm just not ready to hang it up. We're going to talk about backup quarterbacks here for the rest of this year, not because Jake Browning's starting, but because they're playing against them. I mean, you're talking about Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's kind of a backup quarterback, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Then Minshew's a backup. Josh Dobbs from Minnesota is a backup. Oh, look, Pickett's back. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. And then another backup quarterback for Cleveland and P.J. Walker. That's the rest of your schedule is backup on backup. So right. the rest of the game has to play itself out. So don't, you know, it's not like you can sit here and say that that's going to be uh, imp- Im- impossible to do everybody this league is full of of injured quarterbacks and backups playing everywhere right now and a lot of them are on the Bengals schedule I mean the the pick that was so circling social media before Thursday night football was Joe Flacco getting on a plane to Cleveland so <laughs> like it's where what, it's at what is what like you know Choose your poison, I guess. Yeah. Like, is that what you want? You want to see Joe Flacco spotted at CVG? Is that going to yeah. make you feel better? <laughs> um, let's talk about Joe Burrow. Um, okay. So we have the injury happens. His, you know, he throws this ball. He has the injury where he goes down and Jay Dave and Kleine lands on him. The next throw, his ligaments snap. And that was that the sad scene of him trying to throw the football and then going into the crouch is like one of those that's going to go down there with the like Carson Palmer writhing on the ground. Uh, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Kenyon Martin and the like Tim Crumry. Tim yeah. Crumry. Like it's going to go down uh, in lore of sadness, which there's a long list, which we don't need to go into, but here's the thing. So that happens is his, his it's announced that, yep, that's what it is. His year's over. We talked to Zach Taylor on Friday. He kind of, Put on a good face, Mister. Like he's gonna, Zach Taylor's gonna play his leadership note. He's gonna be optimistic. He's gonna be positive. He's not gonna like lean into. He's not gonna blame. He's not gonna go in that direction. He's gonna believe in his guys, and that's who he is as a leader. And and he does that. And then they bring Burrow out, and I I wasn't necessarily surprised because we'd seen this earlier in the week with Deshaun Watson where. Watson was out and there was Deshaun Watson talking, except this time it was a good person. Right. <laughs> and so, and so, and, but you, so you get Joe Burrow and I got to tell you, I'm going to play you a bunch, a bunch of this audio of him. It's just a, a, a few, some snippets just so you guys can get a feel for what he had to say. His perspective. It's like, it was basically just the 12 minute version of that's football, baby. I mean, it was, it, like what Taylor Swift does the 10 minute version of all too well. This is exactly that. Like, if, you, <laughs> if you like that's football, baby, you'll love the 12 minute version of Joe Burrow reacting to his season being over. Yeah. I mean, the dude just has this unbelievable down to earth perspective about stuff. Let me, let me bring some Joe Burrow in and we'll talk about 
you know, what he had to say and just his, his perspective. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you work, you work so hard for, for seasons and moments like these. So when, you know, whenever you get hurt and it, it ends it early, it's, it's tough to, tough to handle, but you know, that's part of the game. Been through it before. So just got to grind it out. Yeah, the the play before it happened, I landed on on the wrist a little bit, um, and then the next play, you know, the touchdown pass just felt a pop when uh, in the middle of the throw, you know, tried to tried to give it a go, but just couldn't couldn't get it done. So, uh, and then obviously got the news today. So not great. Jody, I mean. Just three years, you've been, I feel like you're always kind of playing through or been dealing with stuff, you know, injuries, tough stuff. How do you deal with the compilation of this? Do you worry about the compilation of this stuff over three years? No, I'm just going to treat it like, like anything else. You know, you analyze the situation, go through the, the process of what it's going to take to get back, and you go and do it. That's all you can do. Is there stuff you draw from? I mean, the ACL, that process, how you were able to handle it and come through this, if you draw from that, that feels like it can help you, you know, come out of this uh, you know, with a, a good mindset? Yeah, I've, you know, I've been through stuff like this before, so it's nothing new. You know, like I said, it's football, stuff like this happens. You just got to live, learn to live with it. And, you know, I've talked a lot about leaning on your support system. I got a great support system, great friends, great family. Uh, help me get through it, great teammates, and I'll be around here. So, uh, not ideal, but you know I've got what it takes, and the people around me got what it takes to to get it done. What have your teammates been saying to you? They've been nothing but supportive. Uh, love those guys. They're gonna keep fighting, get wins, make the playoffs. Uh, you know Jake's gonna play great. Jake played really well yesterday when he got his chance, and that was off of no practice. So he's gonna continue to get better and better. I'm excited to watch him too. You do everything right. You do everything you do in this job. You pour everything into it. Just like that. Like just making sure your arm's okay on what, the 59 minute flight. Do you ever wonder, you know, why me when it's just, stuff just keeps happening? You do everything right. Yeah, you know, it's tough, but, you know, that's, that's the life we live. Uh, that's football. You're going to get injured. Things are going to happen. You're going to have to overcome things. Everybody's overcome things in their career to get to where they're at. Everybody in that locker room has, everybody across the league has. You know, this is nothing different from anything anybody else has experienced. Uh, it is what it is. Obviously, the, the 2020 injury was really significant. But like, in some ways, is this even more frustrating considering the, the season, the, the expectations, the opportunity, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, whenever you, you go down, you have a lot of aspirations for what the season's going to look like, what the end of the season is going to look like. Um, you know, we are in a good spot. We are in a good spot. It's uh, obviously disappointing uh, because you work so hard to, to get to this moment and, you know, things starting to, to take a turn. You're starting to play really well, and then uh, something like this happens. So nothing you can do about it. Just, just got to grind it out. Why do you, do you think you're going to stay around and hang around? Yeah, yeah I'll, be, I'll be around. Why do you think you're so mentally strong to handle everything you've been through the last three years? You know, like I said, I've been through it. You know, I've been in those moments. Um, there's just no, 
not really any other option than to be that way. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to get through it, and you're not going to come back out on the other side. So, uh, no other option. Have you allowed yourself some self pity this morning at all, given what you've been through, and then move on to what you just? No, no. It's uh, a lot of guys in that room are injured, have been injured. A lot of guys across the league. You know, it's part of the job that we do. Um, you, it's expected. You know, it's not going to be the last time something like this happens in my career, too. Uh, that's just part of it. So there's some Burrow, you know, that when he just says, yeah, I've been through this before. It's not, like I said, it's football. Stuff like this happens. You learn to live with it. I talk about learning, leaning on my support system. I got a great support system. I got friends. I got family. They get me through it. I, I'm, I'll be around. It's not great, but it's cool. Like, I'll get through it. It's fine. I'm tough. You know, this is football. This is what it is. This is what I sign up for. This is the life we choose to live. I mean, that's just sort of the the perspective that you get. It's, it's remarkable. He always seems to have that perfect note to hit. Yeah, it's very calming. Um, you know, you expect him to say it. But I think there's just certain athletes that they give you that sort of interview speak, you know, and and it's almost like they took a class. They all took the same class on how to <laughs> do post-game interviews. And he just has a demeanor that even if he's saying the same things as everybody else, it doesn't feel like a canned response. You you believe that he believes it. And I think that that's rare. And, and like you said, it's kind of comforting if you're just like, you know, you need to hear that voice at that time of like, guys, like I just signed a long-term deal. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be yeah. back. We'll be, we'll be fine. Cheer for this team. You know? Yeah. It, there's something I like about him being so sure of himself. And, and that's in the case since he's been here, there's just like, you kind of just wait, what's Joe going to say? What's Joe going to say? And he's like, guys, like, come on. Yeah. Me. I'm, I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm not I'm still very much with us, right? I mean, it's okay. Uh and and I just so he kind of sets that tone and perspective of and the injury important note is that he will be fine. I mean, this is one that is high 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 percentage rate of getting everything fully back probably through the off season, OTAs, whatever. I mean, 2024 Joe Burrow should be non-affected by this. And I know people are like, yeah, you said that about the calf too. But like, you know, it's, it, this is actually, it's going to be, should be fine. There's no, no real worries about this being a lingering thing beyond obviously this season being on ice. Now, um, what have you, like, what have you learned? Cause obviously he's the big story from Thursday night, but like, what have you learned about, you know, Cam Taylor Britt's injury that right. he seems to be okay. Or like, were you as surprised as I think I was by Trey Hendrickson, like hyperextending his knee, like the way I felt on Monday and then yeah. seeing him get like, I'm, he almost looked faster on Thursday night. Yeah. That was wild. I, yeah. I did not expect that. I, I mean, Trey is like, I feel like he's always, I mean, he played with the like broken hand last year thing it was just like i don't know it hurts whatever i'm playing like he just he there's just so these guys this is important these guys are just wired different and and that was part of the topic i wrote about today which is like you know everyone's 
bringing up what injury prone and Andrew Luck and and look at all the injuries and it's insane. He is the operation board at this point. Like there you go. Here's your Cincy shirts. This is going to be the big seller, Josh. Here's your next shirt. It's Joe Burrow's face on the operation board game with all his injuries in there. But there's so many. You can't even I can't even keep up anymore with all the injuries that he's had. But, you know, I was like, is this going to pile on? And they said, and Zach Taylor kind of said, look, yeah, I would. I would worry about that if he was a normal guy. He's not normal, dude. Like he's just not wired that way. And, And these quarterbacks now have to be wired weird they have to be to handle the stuff that these freak show athletes that play defensive line now that pound them and the the way the game is played that's why you have so many backups out there this is what it is so much and so yeah he's taken a pounding but he's just never going to be the guy that's going to have a problem with that yeah at all and i think that's obvious from like what is it like week four when uh you know he's been it's either get the pass off or get sacked because he's not scrambling. And then all of a sudden you just see him take off. I think it was against the Cardinals. Yep. Where it's just like, Joe, you, you stay back there. Like it was like people <laughs> wanted him to take a sack instead of running and aggravating the calf muscle. And then yeah. it's just like, you know what? That dude's just got like, he's you're right. He's just built different. He's built different. Yeah. Now, imagine being like, telling him to stay back there and take the hit when he's like, yeah, my calf hurts. You know what else hurts? My ribs. Yeah. And my sternum every time they hit me my and, and my head a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead yeah. and opt with getting the well, hell out of here. Gonna, when this I'm going to slide. Me. And uh, yeah. yeah. You, you might not think it looks like it hurts uh, when they hit me, but it hurts like every time it hurts. Oh my gosh. Some <laughs> of those hits where he just gets thrown to the ground and he just pops up every time and you take it for granted. Yeah. You know, yep. and and of course the injury happens on one where he just throws a touchdown. You know, yeah. which is the which is the wild, the wild part of it. The other part of this is uh, the compression sleeve uh, thing from the is, flight. Yeah, from the flight, the bus ride, and the flight, which he, they're being investigated for right now. I saw that. Yeah, um, which is I- funny to me. Like, I like the portion of the program where everyone where we were all on, it's an iPad glove. Had you ever heard of an iPad glove? Had I had never heard of an iPad of glove, but it did look like he was, it did look like he was holding an iPad and it yes. did look like the glove. And I'm like, I can see Joe Burrow wearing one of those yeah. things and getting off the plate. But then again, with his style, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a Nintendo power glove when he got off the flight. Right. That would have been amazing. If he's like, it's just my, it's just my end, my Nintendo power glove. I use, I was just game, playing smash bros. <laughs> What if in his next press conference, he shows up wearing the Nintendo power glove? He's like, guys, I'm going to try to go Sunday. (laughs) You can't. Don't put me on IR yet. I think I can do it. It'd be amazing. (laughs) Or or like a Thanos's big gold glove. Guys, I'm good to go. I'm going to snap my fingers. Yeah. So so they're they're being investigated. I kind of wanted it to be the iPad glove for a while there. It turns out it wasn't. It was an actual compression sleeve off, you know, what people are like, well, he should have been on the injury report. He threw, you know, he he threw every pass during practice. He was a full participant in every practice. He was not limited at all in any of their actual practices. And the league will find that when they go through the video, the very boring practice video of Joe Burrow throwing everything. And, you know, you make him play on a Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. Guess what? Things are sore still 
for all of these guys because right. there's 53 of them having to play on a short week. So, yeah, he puts the compression sleeve on just to make sure he doesn't get any swelling in in because his wrist is a little sore, okay? I mean, that's natural. He just played a game five days ago, all of these guys, and that's their point, you know, they were making it was like, Everybody has something sore. People wear stuff all the time, right? To especially when you're dealing with potential swelling with flights and stuff like that. Now, the deleting of the post looks guilty. The all that stuff is 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 the guilty look part of this. But like inherently, the facts of it are: yeah, he was sore because he's got to play on a stupid Thursday, and he just wanted to make sure he didn't have any blow up. Have did you have you seen like? the millions of passes he threw in his pregame routine. And then during the game certainly didn't look like there was any issue with him that he should have been listed on an injury report. Right. Um, and I don't know why everybody's also been out of shape about injury reports either. Well, I just find it ironic that what, a, what a injury to high profile people will change a conversation. Like for, the first eight weeks of the season, it's like, can we just get rid of Thursday night football because they're terrible games, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where this is like Bears Cardinals. Like no one wants to watch this. You know what I mean? Can we just not do it? And now it's like, can we get rid of Thursday night games because everybody's getting injured? You know, is it the conversation uh, when it's Mark Andrews, it's like, should we ban this kind of tackling? And it goes, I don't know. Would you want to ban it if it wasn't Mark Andrews that got hurt on it? You know, is Logan Wilson a dirty player? And it's like people just need stuff to talk about. And I think that the glove, uh, the the tackle, the what is it, the hip drop? Yep. Like I'd never heard of that. And that's all I've heard of since Thursday. You know, it's just it's just the way everybody's got to have an opinion. Everybody's got to have something to talk about. And that's what it is this week because it happened to high profile people. Yeah. And Zach Taylor stopped the press conference was over yesterday. And he stopped it and said, wait, I have one more thing I want to say and went on to discuss the narrative around Logan Wilson. And you won't hear, you know, again, he's a pretty positive, even keeled guy. And not since not since he went off on the league last year in the coin flip situation, have we kind of heard him take a turn like this about what he called reckless reporting? Here's here's what he did at the end of, of yesterday's press conference. All good. Thank you, Zach. I, you know, I do have one more thing I want to say because one one thing that I think was frustrating was um, kind of part of the narrative that's been brought up about Logan Wilson, and Logan is is uh, everything we want to be about and the way he plays the game and and he plays with with a toughness and a physicality that I think is important for that position and. Um, it's kind of been brought to my attention the narrative that's out there right now, which which I think is is completely reckless. Um, he plays the game the right way, and and so again, I think some people kind of gotten ahead of themselves, labeling him a certain way, and, and uh, it's frustrating to see that because I know what the guy's about. I know he's trying to play the game the right way, and it's unfortunate anytime a player gets injured. But um, you know, it's it's uh, he's a guy that I'm very proud to coach. I'm proud to be a part of this team, and and again, frustrating and, and a little bit maddening when you see the narrative that kind of kind of started running loose a little bit on him because that's not the case at all. And, and uh, he's a guy just trying to help the team win. I mean, he's out there, he's calling it out. And there were, you know, and there were people that were leading. I mean, Ian Rappaport was kind of the the big national voice that was leading the charge of kind of suggesting Logan Wilson is a dirty player. John Harbaugh hinted at it after the game. And it's like, I, look, I, 
I, I know these, I know guys in this locker room relative as well as you can being around Logan Wilson might be the nicest, most do it the right way human being in the entire locker room. And one of the most in the league, he's like just a, as quality of a person as you'll find uh, the concept of Vontez Burfix being name being uttered in the same sentence as him is actually makes me want to vomit. Uh, I mean, he's as good of a dude and plays the right way as you can get. And he did a legal tackle and did whatever he can chasing down a big dude, trying to score a touchdown. Like I, nothing about it felt or was, or inherently dirty or any of that stuff. And the idea that that was being thrown around is, is, I mean, I think you, you hear it there in Zach Taylor's voice. It felt despicable to those that, that understand the situation. Yeah. And John Harbaugh to, to get on that in any way, when, what did Rokon Smith say on on the broadcast after the game about Joe's injury? Like, yeah, that's kind of what happens if you play the Ravens or something, yeah. something along those lines. You know, yeah. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it was something to that effect where it's like, really, you're going to you're going to say our guy was a dirty player when you go. Yeah, you play the Ravens, you might tear a ligament in your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. And th- but you know what? There's the stuff that rivalries are made of. And Bengals Ravens is uh, turned into quite quite a quite a rivalry you know what i mean you look at the last couple of years where it's gone from one side now to the other and that's that's where this stuff happens i mean we said before the season the ace north would be a bloodbath i didn't know that we knew that it would be like feel like an actual one yeah at this point it's and it's not done yet either no you're right you're right about that there's a long there's a long way to go in the season i josh i want to go to this point so we 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 do this bit here uh where we do the growler bet every week where our, our good friends at 50 West, if someone can can guess the delicious, uh, can guess the what my however I give you to guess a stat from the game, you will get delicious 50 West beer uh, for free. At Shout our, out to at, 50 at West. Next, they're, they're the best. Love Bobby Slattery. Yeah, optimistic Bobby. Bobby. Guy. Yeah, we all are. He's just he's just great. Um, and so whenever we do live events out there, uh, if you someone won, they can come and collect a growler. So we call it the growler bet. And it was I people have to put the word growler in the subject header for me because I get all the you get all these emails. It's easy to search them and get them all in one line. I get it. When I write a new bit, I have a joke I want to work out. I put the subject line new bit joke. That's my subject yeah. line. <laughs> and that's so that when I want to go back and start hashing out some of my material, I can just sort it by subject line new bit joke and I new can bit pull joke. them all up. Yep, so, I get it. So we and it usually ends up some combination of things that we have talked about in recent weeks. Uh, any Lebowski reference almost always gets read. Um, and then last. So you but you never you never know what it's going to be. There's a, a string of inside jokes. Seinfeld, you know, these things were I, I am my demographic at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, we, we're very we, similar. We get it. You grew up in the yeah. 90s, Paul. Right. OK. And so that's that's kind of where it ends up. But last week. We made a a, ba- a bare naked ladies reference or or two, which was unfortunate, but it set off some bare naked ladies stuff to show up. So only the only rule is kind of the word growler has to be involved somewhere. So I'm going to read you a few, and you can tell me if you think it's funny, uh, or if you have any thoughts on it. So this okay. first one, these these are some some of the better ones that I got. Yeah. Uh, Justin Roberts, Chickadee China, the Chinese growler. But <laughs> that was pretty good, not bad. Not bad. Uh, David Murphy growler bet. Insert AI generated 90s movie reference here. I like that one. Yeah. Is AI funny? Are people laughing at AI right now? Or is that a tough I, bit we to crack? Are. 
Yeah, we, we are at Cincy Shirts <laughs> because you know we're we use it for like inspiration on certain things. Okay. Uh, just to see how like a computer would imagine some of these wild ideas we have. We did one this week that was a uh, Santa Claus riding a giant tiger. You know, like like a uh, He-Man or something, yeah. and uh, the what it put out was just like amazing. Uh, you know, we did uh, when Chad Johnson was trying to get Joe Burrow to eat McDonald's uh, over yeah. social media. We we had AI um, show us Joe Burrow in McDonald's, and it was just like all these like uh, dystopian like blonde haired <laughs> guys surrounded by you know mass produced food it was the hilarious but so yes we find it funny probably for different reasons i can't remember i have a couple of things one talking cincy shirts is i love the first annual wkrp thanksgiving day turkey drop shirt yeah. i wear it to my my uh my father-in-law, their family in Philadelphia, we go there for Thanksgiving every year, which is why I'm on Thanksgiving uh, vacation next week. But uh, it's a nice – it's a good shirt to have to go to a family. Like it, it's it's an icebreaker. We're there from Cincinnati, you know, and now – and but it, there's an amazing element of just the chaotic nature of all the people running for their lives in, like, little silhouette shadows. Yeah. Uh, it's like – it's a tiny detail, but I love it so much. And then – you guys have now like made a little a whole line of turkey drop shirts. That's really remarkable. Yeah, we uh we've really leaned <laughs> into the turkey drop for, for what you just said. It's such a <laughs> it's become such an iconic uh moment in television. And you know Cincinnati will just embrace any reference in national pop culture. Like yeah. I remember when I was in high school and they filmed Rain Man here. I mean, it was just like to see Cincinnati in a movie was like, what? You know, yeah. <laughs> we just we love that stuff. We still love that stuff. And so. Uh, so, yeah, for 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 the how funny it was back then, how funny it it is held up that episode, but also just the fact that we love to see Cincinnati in pop culture. Uh, we have we have gone we've doubled down on the turkey drop shirt every year. We want to do a new one every year. Yeah. Um, it certainly looks like you went AI generated on one of these with the turkey drop with the giant turkey and Les Nessman. And uh, yeah, uh, I thought, I thought turkeys could, and you cross out turkeys could die. Just great. That's uh that's the nineties. You talk about the nineties, that it, style of shirt is super popular. What oh yeah. Be, you're like, right. Sort of it's like all death bad. row records. Kind yeah. Of <laughs> turkey drop. Yeah. We've done that with uh, we've done that with a couple different designs. Yeah. Of, uh, the, that was very popular for some of the Reds players over the summer. Not, you know, not that dark, but just that look. You know, that sort of '90s hip hop, yeah. which I'm, I'm still here for. Yeah, no, everything out of the New Orleans scene where every album looked exactly yes. the same, yeah, the different exactly. rapper's face over yeah. the same font. Yeah, which yep. is great. Uh, yeah, shout Thank out, you Master P. Shout out, that. Master P. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, let's see this one. Joshua backed playing to my heartstrings. Got nothing for you. Grab your growler and head back to camp. Good night. A survivor reference. Wow. I'm, a, I'm a like survivor guy. We used to have regular survivor talk on this show. It's this season's okay. That's going on right now, but I appreciate anybody that drops a little survivor reference in for me. Are you, a, okay. are you a fan? I mm. haven't watched it in a, in a long time. It's what everybody says, and I'm here to tell you, as I tell everyone, it's not even the same show anymore. It's incredible. It's great. Okay. Like it's it's so in-depth. If you ever like, 
I feel like it's it's for reality TV show with the people who played that, like the the settlers of Catan. What well, isn't that board game that's just like super in depth? That like I've never nerds... played it, but yes, the people who are passionate about it. Yeah, right? they're like super passionate about it because it's like way complicated and involved as a board game could possibly get. This is like that, but for reality TV. So it's it's nerdy. I'll get you, but I, it's it's actually a, a fun watch anymore. So I'll, that's my survivor bit for the week. I, b- I believe you. You know, it's all about uh, capacity, right? Like how yeah. many hours there are in a day to uh, to consume this stuff. My my wife and I, starting in the pandemic, we chose a show that like we had heard from enough people like you should watch this. And so uh, during the pandemic, we went through the entire series of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is, yeah. I don't know if you're a fan, but oh yeah, I mean, I just watched it and I just couldn't believe it wasn't more popular than it was, you know, like it Hysterical. wasn't held in the same regard as The Office or Friends. And then now uh, she picked the next one. So we just finished the entire series of New Girl. And I had uh, and I had a uh, similar uh, love for that show by the time we were done. And so now we're looking for something else. Maybe we'll uh, we'll give Survivor a shot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hop on board. All the old seasons. I can give you the best season. All the old seasons uh, you can stream and binge so you can knock them out real quick. And uh, it's right. that's 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 a good way to do it, too. Uh, you know who else is a big new girl fan? Zach Taylor. Big new game. Really? It's true. It he is got, so he got good. Call, he got called out for that and didn't know it was coming at a, it was like a, some rando training camp practice, maybe two years ago where a story had come out and they talked to maybe his wife or something about how he liked new girl. And he gets asked it in the press conference and he, it felt like he had, he was like, I was not ready for that. I was, he was not prepared and was like, wait, how do you know that? How do you know? I like new girl. <laughs> Like, like he was like, I don't know if I'm ready to admit that. And then it was pointed out that someone his wife had told on him, and you could tell he was shook. Like I you love can't, it. You, he's he's unshakable most of the times. Like he's pretty prepared for most any topic. That was one of the only times I've ever seen him kind of shook in front of microphones, and that was when he got called out for like a new girl. That's awesome. I knew he was yeah. a big Ted Lasso guy. Yes, which, uh, which I am as well. So that's uh, I have even more love for him now. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Of course, the standard Seinfeld reference that, uh, dropped in, which I thought was fitting actually for the the current state of things. The sea was angry that day. My friends, like an old man trying to send back a growler in a deli. Uh, thank you for that, Eric Stajo. That's, uh, that I, the sea is angry that day. My friends is a tweet that I do often whenever I hop onto Twitter and I'm just like, Oh, it's one of those days. And that's my way of saying I'm signing off now. Like I'm just not. I'm not I'm not here for it. That's um, I have to think of a growler. My favorite Seinfeld was the pick. Is it yeah, know, it, was a, it was a scratch. It's, <laughs> it's a, a scratch. scratch. <laughs> uh so what's that's other thing that's happened? I'm gonna wrap it up with wrap the uh growler bed up with this one. Thanks to everybody for the submissions this week. Is people have really gone deep. Like they've they we they've sent me poems, they've redone lyrics of songs. Like I just never expected this type of time. I really should really re- remember that people do have this kind of time. Like they have more time <laughs> than we give them credit for. You know, like we we always say like no one has time for that. Guess what? I'm finding out a lot of people have time for that type of stuff. So this one was from Jake, who rewrote. I'm gonna do my best. <clears throat> Clear my throat here. 
It's been one growler since you looked at me, cocked your head to the side and said we're losing. Five days since you laughed at me, saying get your act together, Stroud is still a rookie. Three days since the locker room, I realize it's all my fault, but I'm still Lou. Yesterday you'd forgiven me, but it'll be two days till I yell who day. I mean, that's look that's at him go. Good. Look at him go. You know I, it's a good parody if you can read it and it flows perfectly yes. with the song. Credit to you, Jake. And everybody else that's taken the time to contribute just got got love for you. Dude, I am a sucker for a good parody. Our new TV commercial that's airing now on Channel 12. Uh, you grew up in Ohio, right? Of course, here. So I don't know if you remember this, but um, there used to be this commercial that came out around Easter every year for the Ohio Lottery where they would just show different seniors like valedictorians or like a senior from a class. And it was this real cheesy lounge song called best of the class. And everybody's in their cap and gown. Of course you did this. We talk about my wife and I talk about this all the time. It was our favorite. It's time for autographs. Yes. Cap and gown. Our new commercial (laughs) is a parody of that song. No, you didn't. And it's me singing. No, no, Yes. I'm so excited, Josh. It's so funny. We did I can't an VHS filter on it. Um, oh. we, we shot it down at uh, Sawyer Point, and it's called The Best of the Shirts this year. <laughs> Dude, you're going to love it. All right, if you do another one, I want to be in it. Can okay. I please be in I'll be in yeah. full cap and gown for no reason. Like, I'm ready. They, 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 make, they make like they would make kids from different schools have to act like they're friends talking yes. to each other on the escalator in the Kenwood yes. mall. And yep. it's like, man, like they're not friends yeah. and they, we shouldn't make them act like the, why do they, why does Seton and, and Walnut Hills have to be next to each other pretending like they're talking and smiling and laughing. And it was the best. I can't believe you did that. That is, yeah. that is perfect. I'm trying to see if I have the audio because I want you to hear it so bad, but I can wait till we're done. Graduation fun. I included a forest fair for Forest Fair Mall in there. Oh wow! Um, that it, that's it so came great. out. It came out really good, and it's one of those things, you know, probably like this growler bit that you either know it and you love it, or you're like, "What is this? What is this?" <laughs> but we know the demo, our demo, Josh, they love it. And I, you've got me hooked. I got to say, I own um, I own the Norwood lateral shirt, which I think we've <laughs> talked about before. It is one of my favorite, probably my favorite T-shirt that I have in my entire cat in my, like drawers. But I was going to say, like, I, I'm just going to continue to push for more like road shirts. Like I, I want more like I need a we need a cross county you need an i71 an i75 like i think a redding like, you have you have a redding road shirt i think actually if i think i think there might be yeah it's a reading like a rainbow, rainbow, rainbow takeoff yeah yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> i think you should we, have a whole like i want a, a portion of your website that's just like streets about sh- or you know shirts about streets like you know where you know what is. the first one ever was the first ever shirt in, that would be in that category was one of our first local shirts. So when we started, we were look at me shirts. Yeah. And 
it was all pop culture reference teas. And then we had a small section on the site that was were local because we had just opened this tiny little retail uh, area where we were doing our printing from in Dayton, Kentucky. But the first one was a um, an Ice Ice Baby reference, and it had like a uh, a drop top Mustang with a girl in a bikini, and then underneath it it said A One A Beachmont Avenue. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is it still it's in the system still right i believe it's can still i get that there, one yes. all right all right well boom i want to own every if you i will own the whole line you can put pictures of me wearing all of them up on your on your website right like modeling right. them i'm the happy paul daner jr street street collection, collection. <laughs> <laughs> i am so here for this this is like what i want um i love it you, you mentioned your commercial uh I gotta just like slow clap you on the radio commercials. Uh, that you oh, guys the new do. ones. The, the new are you ones. talking about the jingle or the uh, the disclaimer commercials? The disclaimer commercials are just those are fan- fun. They're just fantastic. You guys are just crushing it over there. Well done. Well Thank done. Thank you. Yeah, we did those. <laughs> we did a bunch of those that we thought were really funny with because we always laugh at like Mo, uh, you know, doing his his thing about like uh you know home loan uh yeah pronto loans or stuff <laughs> and he's like it's just great and then he gets the end he's like an mls one two and it's like bro like what are you slipping in there so we thought let's just do a commercial that's all like the disclaimers yes no we can't help you meet fiona yeah uh, yeah <laughs> get ready for people to ask what high school you went to yes um josh this has been fun uh, I appreciate your time. I want to say it's been really cool. One thing I I enjoy is, uh, you know, we're both dads here, like getting you. Why I see, you know, you with Dean, your your son, like at, yeah. you're in the sweet, you're in the sweet spot, man. Like he's 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 so into the games, right? Like, and you yes. guys are you guys are there. You're at every game. You were at the Stripe the Jungle game, which was like talk about your memorable enjoy the moment experiences. Oh my like, gosh. It's got to yeah. be so cool cuz how old is is Dean now? He's 12. Oh, that's the, it's just just total sweet spot right there. I love it, you know. Um I'm very lucky to uh you know have a a career that that has afforded me these opportunities to do stuff like this as frequently as I as I do. You know, I remember like I would go to like two Reds games a year, one for getting tickets because I got decent grades and then another because my dad was in charge of planning a trip for our whole church to go to a game. And it was like, those were the two Reds games I got to go to every year. I went to one Bengals game as a kid, uh, you know, and it's just like, I just absorb like all of these chances I get to do cool stuff with, with my family. And, uh, and he's a, he's a good kid. And, uh, you're right. It's just it's just so fun for me. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And uh, and and you know what? And the next one could be remember the Jake Browning game, right? Like <laughs> it, it's coming. It's uh, I, it's it's coming. It's better to hope for that than just to assume it's not. That's what that's my parting message to yeah. Bengals fans. Because listen, look, I'm not going to tie all this into Cincy shirts, but just to give you an example, like w- with sports gambling becoming so prevalent, you know. Uh, the way that it is now um, that game against the chiefs in the AFC championship last year, you know, everybody's talking about like having bets on the game. And I was like, I, I don't have to bet on the game because as a, as a Cincy shirts owner, like it's a, 
there's like a hundred thousand dollars riding on this game <laughs> as a business owner <laughs> yeah. that I don't have to place a bet to know what it feels like to yeah. like get that vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so um we're we as business owners and me as a fan and as a parent, I'm never going to be that guy anymore that just assumes the worst. You know, we went through a lot of years where our only Bengal shirts were of a negative tone, you know, of a fan that was, uh, you know, uh, we, we had a shirt called Mike Brown's hat and it was, um, <laughs> you know, it said Paul and it had a fedora above it. Yeah. Right? And then it yeah. said Mike and it had a brown paper bag with the eye holes cut out <laughs> above it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was like, we had a, what Bengals, it was. we had a Bengals B that instead of stripes, the black was a jail cell door because everybody right. was getting arrested. And so like, I remember back to those days and where it's like, you're make you're profiting off of something so negative and it's just, I don't ever want to go back there as a fan or as a business owner or as a parent. And and I think you'll see with our Cincy shirts that even when bad stuff happens, we, we don't try to capitalize on it or, or call for Bob Castellini's head. You know, we don't do sell the team Bob shirts that everybody was asking for because we just want to be fans and, and, and promote the kind of fandom that's like, we're going to get excited for our team, no matter who's out there. Uh, because what's the alternative? Just being sad all the time. So right. that's that's where we stand. I love it. What a what a great point at the end. And look, as a business owner, don't worry about it. The Paul Daner Street Collection is going to it's on its take way. your business to the next level. Between it's going to Paul... make up for all the Burrow merch that you would have sold over Christmas time. Forget right. it. Forget it. This Between is the, the Paul, Paul Daner Street collection and this uh this throwback commercial that's a reference to something that nine people will understand. <laughs> we're set up to run the table no matter how, what Joe Burrow's wrist is like. Uh Josh, you're gonna be uh at the Liberty Funny Bone. Liberty uh, Funny Bone, Wednesday the 22nd, 7:30. One my one local show a year. Come on out, say hello. Uh, there is a new special that's sort of like, uh, they call it a greatest bits special, uh, that a label out of Nashville had me record that just debuted, uh, two weeks ago on YouTube. It's called do over, uh, and it's material from my entire career into one, one hour special. That's at 125,000 views in the first week and a half, which Love is it. pretty awesome. So, uh, it's all out there. Go check it out. Stop and see us at Cincy shirts. And, uh, dude, I appreciate you. I've told you this to your face. I will say it on your podcast. You are absolutely one of my favorite people to anytime that you're on a microphone, whether it's live radio or podcast, it's a must listen for me. Thank you for, for being so good at your job, man. Oh, wow, man. Thank you. That's, that's really nice. Uh, I hope everybody gets out to uh, the funny bone seven thirty. or, you know what you should do. Actually, you really want to have a good time. Go to spring training. And because you do spring training every year out in Glendale, right? You do That's like what five right. days? I'm, is that I'm what there. It is? I, I'm there for five. I do shows for usually three Thursday to Saturday. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a decision I made a long time ago. I do Sarasota, Phoenix, and Vegas in March. That's my March every year. Great. I do two weeks of spring training in baseball and golf. 
and then I do a, a week during the NCAA tournament in Vegas. Yeah, you. I mean, talk about if you if you were looking for something to do, spring training, going to spring training is awesome. Seeing Josh is awesome. Going to Vegas is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you name it. Uh, that's the it's the ultimate trip. So if you you want another another way to do it, if you can't get out there this next week, uh, check that out. Josh, thanks for your time, yeah. man. I appreciate it, and thanks for taking Bengals fans to a better place. Uh, hopefully, this helps people dig out. Dig out, and I really look forward on Wednesday to hearing what your your uh, wrist ligament bits ended up being and how those turned <laughs> out. So maybe we yeah. can get those onto your yeah. uh, your best of special. We'll get the uh, wrist ligament shirt up on Tuesday, and then we'll debut the material on Wednesday. And everybody will have a great Thanksgiving. Can't wait for it. Thanks, Josh. See you, bud.